0: What's up, you'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob DeBoo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. I've got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time-only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, Pick his brain on his illustrious career and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at OpenStudioJazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. Hey, Adam. What's up? How was your week? Busy. Yeah. Cool. Jazzy. Nice.
1: I'm Adam Menis And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you.
0: Coming at you today from our beautiful open studio headquarters in gorgeous... Gorgeous. Gorgeous. St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. And we got Andrew, man on the board... Yesterday I was out on Highway 40. Yeah, yeah. I have to take 40 far into work. 40 so, far, yes. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. Those are our St. Louis accents. That's for anybody right. Who's not you want to meet
1: after work for a little toasty ravioli? Oh, yeah. Almost. A little toasted, Some tea ravs we, We're getting inside St. Louis now. Yeah. yeah. All Ooh. right. All right. So this is our monthly feature on Fridays, <laughs> This Week in Jazz. It's coming around again. We That's haven't done a, this in a couple weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, there's not enough jazz news to do it every week, so
1: we do it about once a month we do This Week in Jazz. But because we originally <laughs> called it This Week in Jazz, we're going to keep it there. So um, can I start out? Please. Okay. I was very excited about the Utah Jazz. Um, they are now in sixth place in the Western Conference. Man, we can't keep doing Utah Jazz news on our Jazz podcast. On, man. That's This Week in Jazz. We didn't say This Week in Jazz music. And is it really news that they're sixth place in the Western Conference? That's, and Western Conference is tough this year. So they did lose to the Warriors the other day, but it was a close game. Doesn't so. everybody? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, um, uh, not Houston. No. Ooh. Houston beat them on Saturday. But they're 33-26. and 26, So, okay, that's it. Okay, from, so here's my first real one. Um, this was very sad news, but very yeah. big news. In I mean, it's sad because Ira Gitler died. He was 90, though. He lived a full life. Mm. So I just wanted to celebrate him a little bit and um, was reading about him again because, you know, I have such a vivid memory. This is the great writer and producer and, um, you, you know, just... I, my connection with him was just seeing his name on the liner Line notes notes. when I was a kid. It yeah. was like, and he wrote really great ones and he was just like seeing his name by like John Coltrane and Thelonious Monk and all this. I always associated it with greatness. Yeah. And so it was fun to kind of, you know, read a little bit about him and um, you know, I realized he came up with the sheets of sound for cold. like he was he was old school Brooklyn guy. Yeah, came up in New York. I don't think he was a player at all. Just like loved the music, but from when he was a kid, apparently he heard it and just always loved jazz. Was a writer. Um, ended up being a uh, great thing. Just a couple of years ago, they they had him as an NEA Jazz Master, which was great that that it's guy knew before he before we lost him.
0: You know, it's funny. I think jazz. I think I think all. Activities have this weird love hate relationships with the people that write about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the writers aren't often in the inside inside circle. I'm thinking of uh, there's a definite like correlation between jazz and, say, baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But great writers can help lift the awareness of the music more than almost anything else. I mean, they can really sometimes capture um, the essence of as any as as well as good as you can with with music something like music or baseball um and I think as that, much as anybody
1: right and i think for jazz we see the first kind of intersection i mean there's a the whole like jazz critic or music critic in general which kind of has a negative connotation in that they're criticizing yeah. although it's really just a reporter i mean that's what it started as a reporter for a newspaper or a magazine kind of like how the performance go down what happened but an opinion piece also right but you know Ira Gittler was one of the first if not the first maybe um i have to read up on that of to do liner notes like he was right there from the beginning of when that was even a thing and so that was always like it was not necessarily although it got into a little bit of critic territory but it was like a kind of a sales piece sales piece like you're at the record store reading about it right but also selling it as you're listening to it giving you some commentary it was a lot of things and it kind of became an art of its own it is an art of its own and i mean i'm
0: I'm thinking of people like uh, amiri baraka who then you know took it even a step further where liner notes sort become essays and essays become volumes and books and I mean it's just volumes of books I should say. Right. And it's just uh yeah, Ira Gittler was was one of those pioneers.
1: So. Yeah, and I think, you know, he um, And a great writer. Like like great writer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you know he did he did the original um Encyclopedia of Jazz with Leonard Feather and then kept updating it for years. And um you know also produce records too he got into production i remember seeing his name i had to go back and look i was trying I to look for prestige really? yeah he produced some great rec- records for prestige and um and then when i was reading the the obituary i didn't realize he had this whole other parallel a career as a writer, critic, and amateur hockey player. That's awesome. But was apparently just as much an expert in hockey. And I know you're kind of a fan of hockey, so I, did, I thought you might be. But it was more like New York when it was more regional and it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. But he had his own team called Gittler's Gorillas. That's I don't know if hilarious. They, I don't know if they were NHL level, but uh, and, and, you know, all the way up into his 70s, he was still playing hockey. So that's, that's cool. great. Yeah, yeah, I do love hockey. Okay, so. Um, what is your next piece of jazz news?
0: So we're going to do, this is news, because a bass player has come out with a solo bass record. That's total news, man. And it's not just Wh- any bass didn't player. Why did not we not say this first? <laughs> <laughs> bass is Larry Grenadier, of course, famous for playing with the Brad Meldow trio, uh, probably most famously. Yeah. Um, but it's played with uh, Pat Metheny, John Schofield. And he's released The Gleaners, which is 45 minutes of solo bass. There's some original compositions on there. Um, and... I'm excited about this. I'm super,
1: I'm just hearing about this for the first time now. News alert, news alert, news alert. I have not heard about this either. And and, uh, and for usually when I would hear, if you had not said the, the the words Larry Grenadier or a select other small group of bassists and you said 45 minutes solo bass jazz record, I'd be thinking bad news or fake news. <laughs> but in this case, uh, super interested in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- I love anything that's different for an artist. So, yeah. you know, I've never heard Larry Grenadier play... I don't think I've ever heard him play anything by himself, like even just a small piece. So yeah. and a whole album of it is very exciting. So I'm definitely going to be checking this out very shortly. Well,
1: and Larry Granadier, I just have to say, like I've always admired his playing. I've known him for years, but not well. And But I, I played with him a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago. I did a kind of long couple of tours. And I mean, it's always amazing when you... You know, somebody's a great player, and you've heard them and it appreciated them, but then when you play with them, they seem even so much better, like on even a higher level to be. Because sometimes it's the opposite. It's like you're around them and then you're like, oh, their best stuff is on record. But I mean, he's somebody that's extraordinary on, on recordings, everything that I've heard, and to play with him is just amazing. I mean, yeah, I, uh,
0: I got to record one tune with him once, mm-hmm. and it
1: was an incredible experience. And also, He's a lovely guy. He is a lovely guy. Very funny, very smart, yeah. and um, yeah, su- super good. So, all right, that's great. The Gleaners. We might have to have an episode just on uh, a little review. We should do
0: a little solo discussion on the Gleaners.
1: Discussion? Analysis? I'm hedging bets. <laughs> I'm hedging bets. Good. I mean, Larry Grenadier, he's kind of like snarky puppy. He's got some some rabid fans out there. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to up our game on that. Nobody has rabid or fans. (laughs) Snarky pups. They're literally dripping in blood with jazz greats. (laughs) Snarky puppy.
0: Oh, Oh, getting controversial. Sorry.
1: Um, good. Okay, so for um, our final piece of news, because, you know, we don't like to overdo it with the news, and there wasn't a lot of news this week. <laughs> we don't Not like enough. to overdo it
0: with the news. There is no jazz news, man. This is no,
1: no, these are all valid, It's man. a biannual feature, weekly, <laughs> these are weekly, weekly all jazz feature. Totally yeah. valid. This one caught my eye in right. searching for jazz and news, um, and that is the Jazz Pharmaceuticals, the powerhouse uh, Bay Area pharma group. Um, mm-hmm. Their stock jumped 9% yesterday as biotech tops Wall Street fourth quarter- um, yeah, sorry. I had, I had a
0: day yesterday, and that's why.
1: <laughs> okay, so you're probably thinking, "Ha ha!" Went on a so little funny. bit of a bender.
0: You're welcome, <laughs> Jazz
1: Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> so yeah, this has a funny, dif- a couple of approaches. Like yeah, Jazz Pharmaceuticals went up because a bunch of jazz musicians got high, but that's Ooh. actually totally unrelated to this. Um, and you would think this isn't about jazz, but it actually is. So the guy. Bruce uh, Kazad Who's the founder And CEO of Jazz Pharmaceuticals I co- kind of coincidentally Well not totally coincidentally But I met him And actually had dinner Seated next to him And had a nice discussion With him He's a pianist Well he named time his time.
0: company Jazz Pharmaceuticals yeah. He obviously loves jazz
1: Well but not necessarily Because some people oh. are like It's just a cool name Or you know how people Name companies now And they have nothing to do with You know like Snarky Puppy Like like Snarky Puppy Has nothing to do with dogs It's a All right. jazz man Let's right? let's get off <laughs> Snarky Puppy No but I mean jazz So the guy is an amateur. Jazz pianist, but he has. um, I mean, he's serious, like, he's a serious player. He knew all the play. I mean, like, we had such a great discussion. He'd seen me play a few times at, at SF Jazz. Awesome. And was like, man, I specifically asked to see here because I just wanted to kind of pick your brain. And he knows Open Studio. Could this possibly be a future podcast sponsor? Perhaps? I mean, but that would, well, <laughs> we didn't even think about that. That would be nice. <laughs> Not even for money,
0: just sense. No, <laughs> right, right. Just just
1: but the cool thing about that is he set up the company the way he explained it. And look, I don't know a lot about the company outside of our discussion. And I did a quick search on him. But um, he, he had this great quote that I have here. He said, um, one of the challenges. This is Bruce, the founder and CEO. One of the challenges of the biopharmaceutical industry is innovating in a highly regulated environment. There are things you can play around with, and there are things you can't. Just like in jazz music. <laughs> and I thought he's that dogmatic. Was, yeah, he's super dogmatic, <laughs> and I like how he. Uh, no, but I mean, he's super into jazz. Like, and I remember he said that all their boardrooms, uh, their meeting rooms, are all named after jazz musicians. That's cool. And you know, he's got like you know an Abbey Lincoln room. And and I remember he said he had more than half of them, are they're all jazz musicians, and more than half of them are named after women jazz musicians, which I thought was wonderful, too. Excellent, excellent. You know? And like the CIC, our former home of Open Studio here, where it was all St. Louis blues jazz. Big George blues Brock. Blues musicians. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, man. For all the meeting rooms. But anyway, shout-out to Jazz Pharmaceuticals. Keep on uh, pharmaceuticating or whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And, now, you know, what, what I don't know send is... Send us some <laughs> swag, Jazz <laughs> Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, whatever's legal to send over state lines. You right. know. But congratulations on the 9%... Um, a bump on your stock price and you know what congratulations to you on all the great ratings and reviews we've gotten over this week
0: uh oh. i'm proud of you buddy
1: i'm proud of you too <laughs> so that's sort of sounds like i should tip my hat right back at you uh
0: if you would like to re- leave us a rating and review make sure you start at seven stars that is yeah is one thing we ask yeah <laughs> if you like it
1: oh I, we do have an update remember i was telling you about the problem with apple where they wouldn't go up to seven stars and i had the email in to tim cook yep Turns out I turned it, I sent it to the wrong email address and it bounced back. So that's why I hadn't heard from him. I sent it to Tim at Apple dot org. It turns out it's Apple.com. So I'm sending a new one. Tim at Apple. If anybody else wants to send an email to him requesting that we go up to seven stars, if you're feeling it, you know. I mean what, but if they go up to seven stars, would
0: the would we would we then require like nine stars for the I don't podcast? Know.
1: That's true. Yeah, we're always two steps ahead of the competition. We Try what? to be. We well, Try to be. Well, this is this part of our. What what do they call it? Witless banter. What was the complaint the other day? From <laughs> I'm still thinking about that. <laughs> cringy banter. Cringy banter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is okay, it all good. our banter good, technically good. cringy? so give us a, a rating review if you love our cringy banter and give us a thumbs up a like a subscription a notification everything on YouTube join us there for comment banter witless <laughs> and cringy and otherwise no but if you if you get a chance to give us a rating review because that's part of the love of this podcast it's being spread yep. via the uh, ratings and reviews it's not just for us and for our eagles but right. it's partly
0: have a great weekend that's right until next week you'll hear it